Good people of Los Angeles, welcome to the FC, FC, FSA, FSA pod. Do you want to know what it's like? <laughs> <laughs> what? Go on, no, In a world. Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay, just, just, Mice just got me. This is the end of the year episode, y'all. We're back here going <clears throat> wild off Clark's tea. Uh, do you guys want? <laughs> go go go! Finish it. Finish do you it. want to know what it's like to be ethered <laughs> and thrown down a hill? How are you saying? Do you want to know what it's like to debate heatedly yeah. what a type of sandwich in New York versus Los Angeles is? Do you guys want any of the bones know what the FCFC barbecue was like? Then you've come to the right place because this is the FCFC pod, and I can't stop laughing. I've had a great season, clearly. Um, I think I started this this episode tonight like in a pretty bad mood for whatever reason, and now I can't stop laughing. We got dried, we, pers- like. we got Sachi dangling tried persimmons behind Slim the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. Things are upside down. 2019's over. Let's fucking make it. Let's get it. Slim, hit him with the warning. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the backyard of Dweezy's place at Expo Park. There are helicopters flying, dogs barking. The Pendulce man got his horn fixed. And as per usual, I do have a potty mouth. I do intend to use it. So if you're around children or at work and you feel like you shouldn't be listening to profanity, you should probably stop listening now. Also, before we end this, if you guys want us to talk about stuff or, you know, have input... Hit us on the Instagram at FCFCPod. If you want to leave a review because we're awesome and amazing and we make your commute to work great, then you should also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't feel like doing any of that, well, you're not a very nice person and fuck you. Shiba. <laughs> FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod where two and a half scholars and one and a half dickheads are in the backyard. Not per usual, but per usual. Big Dweez is sitting across from me. Yep. Josh Spice, a.k.a. Fat and Gone. Sexy Lee Win. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we feel. We're here tonight. And the other half and half man today in the backyard, (laughs) co-host. You've heard him before in the backyard. Mr. Ryan Wallerson is in the backyard this evening. First time since the last time and the last time till the next time. Cheers, Cheers gentlemen. He practiced that shit in the mirror. We also have <laughs> We also have a fifth glass clinking in the backyard today. I'm happy to report in the largest dweez. In addition to the youngest dweez who edits our podcast, we've got a larger dweez. The Omni dweez. Visiting from the great northern cities of Salt Lake. He's here, Tim Dwyer, in the backyard. 
What's up, FC fans? Ooh, hey. FC, FC fans at that. And we got just, you know, real quick, Tim, on this show, we have to go with the oldest football memory. Tell us what your oldest football memory is. Well, I think growing up in rural southern Utah, it was really Ooh. hard to find football. <laughs> so we had to even change schools, man, even to get to it. And uh, coaching Sean's little team, the Bells and Whistles. That was the name of the team? Bells and Whistles. <laughs> He's going to have a hard time living that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking edgelords out here in Utah. Right here. Uh, we had to teach the kids to let uh, let the other team score because we would just demolish like 12 to nothing. It was like that. I don't, oh, see, yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that. The Bells and Whistles were out here just cleaning up. Whistles? Is that a term? blowing bells? Ringing oh, bells ringing and bells. cleaning ringing out bells. whistles. Yeah. There you go, man. This must have been the end of the participation era, because, like, today you run that score up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I actually I had to... I got kicked off the soccer squad at the at the high school I was at. Why? I, I was a ski racer, and the coach wouldn't allow both at the same time, and I'd pick my pony, and unfortunately I had to leave football behind. Ski racer. Tim is the yeah. first guest we've ever had who had no idea he was about to be on the podcast until about 30 seconds before we started recording the podcast. Yeah, yeah. My brother, older brother's in town uh, just for a couple days, and we figured why not throw him on. He got to experience his first LAFC match uh, for the very last game of the regular season this year when Carlos Vela maybe scored a hat trick, maybe broke a goals record. Maybe LAFC uh, had a pretty magical dead decision day afternoon there. Uh, how was that, bro? Totally insane. <laughs> I mean, being in the north end with the three two five two, seeing history be made. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was pretty. It was pretty magical. I gotta say, yeah, it was a one of, game. One of the most Chicago kick-ass Coast fan Coast experiences though. I've ever I've ever been a part of. So it was it was pretty special. And as a man who sometimes has Nick Ramondo come into his brewery to to drink beers, hey. could you have to give it to MLS for upping for LAFC upping your experience of what an MLS game could be? Oh, big big time, yeah, for sure. Might be happening more often now that the man is off the field now, right? Yeah. Well, and speaking of Nick Ramondo and beer, shout out to. To LAFC, Benny uh, and Sue, and I think Alex, who went to uh, the hotel that uh, Real Salt Lake was staying at, because there was that incident where people threw beer onto the pitch and one hit him. Last season, they went and dropped off some beer for Nick Romando. Uh, I forget he he said on Twitter what brand he wanted, so they got that and and took it over to him before the match. <laughs> nice. See, before pretty the classy, match. Pretty classy yeah. move there, guys. Yeah, I mean, was, Nick, Nick Romano also the, the person, and he's a, he's a gamer in that regard, but I think he got hit by, like, a piece of toilet paper or something, or he got hit by, you know, something that's not, not too combative. And, um, I was about he, to say hit by a piece of toilet paper. Yeah, like when he was, when he was at, at goal and um, by, by, by some North End knucklehead, and um, he got hit and he... Uh, he uh, was on the floor for a minute, and I could see him smiling the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, also a, time so he's also a Southern he California boy, That's UCLA, UCLA yeah, graduate. He knew what he was doing, and he, uh, he, he gave the 3052 props always, and I'm glad that um, he got his beer in the end. Yeah. That's the kind of uh, gangsmanship that we're. I was gonna to. say a little bit of gangsmanship, a little bit of acting from the LA yeah. area native. But so so Tim and I, you know, we we grew up in Southern Utah. But we would come down to LA a lot during the summers. My oldest football memories often involve like going to the '94 World Cup uh, soccer fest 
and like the Baggio penalty that was missed and and, and, and those things I think I brought up. But we also played in soccer camps, like Stitter soccer, and I have all these memories. But this all for me, because I think I was more obsessed with the sport than Tim was, came before sh- coaching Sean's bells and whistles um, and, and all that. But uh, yeah, those are some good memories. But Tim, when he was down here, he also said this, I didn't even feel like I was in America, like in a good way, right? Because oh, you, yeah. you had been to some games abroad. He went to the 2006 World Cup in Germany um, when I was there as well. We went to, I th- do think we did go to one game together, which was Ukraine-Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty wild. But yeah, t- tell us a little bit more about your like that part of the experience, like feeling like you were kind of out of the country, but in a good way. Well, I mean, it's people going nuts, the burning of flares in the north end, and like <laughs> you know, black smoke everywhere, and the tribal flags are waving, and it was really amazing to see all walks of life represented there, and just how like into it everybody was bolting the chairs up so you can't even sit down mm-hmm. like it's just about singing your guts out for a full 90 minutes and everybody's there it's a multilingual thing it's yeah. a multiracial thing uh and it was that it was, your first it was, it was unique beer shower experience you know uh i've had others but not <laughs> quite like that especially after that carlos vela third goal oh, mm. That was wild. As a man who's who <laughs> brews beer for a living, to have never showered in it, it must have been a magical experience. Well, I've gotten plenty of those kind of showers on the job, but yeah. not rowdy fan showers where people are just emptying twelve dollars a year like it's nothing. <laughs> That's the most impressive thing about the beer oh, yeah. shower to me. It's just like a total. You know what? They scored, and it's worth it's worth that. That goal is worth this twelve dollars. If and you thousands of people are making this decision like at once, <laughs> I mean, it, it's fifteen grand that goes into the air every time they go. You know, something like that happens in the three two five. Simple math, amazing. real simple math. <laughs> but Slim, hit him with the hit him with the what's really happening. If you're a seasoned <laughs> North Ender, you know that you are getting about anywhere from four to eight beers pregame. Because they're four dollars at that time, right? But are you taking them down and just hoarding them for that specific purpose? The last like two, three sips. Okay, okay. Th- that's what's getting hoarded. Okay, so you that's just fair. have a row against the back of, of wherever you're standing. Yeah, let's go for a more conservative like seven, eight k because the fifteen k is terrifying. Oh my god, after every goal, Jesus. Does it, no, make, I think you, does it make you feel better to say seven? k Yeah, it does. It does. We're, we're cutting costs, no, I, baby. I think that speaks to the commitment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the higher it gets, the more impressive it is. And oh, I don't know, set, you're, I think you're lowballing yourselves at seven, man. You're right. But but in a year that I think the the micheladas being thrown in the air were really attacked and that got addressed, it sort of yes, got removed. Thank God, no more michelada showers. And if you guys are throwing micheladas. You guys are just assholes. Yeah, seriously. Maybe fewer and fewer cups towards the end there. People remembering to hold on to their cups. Do you guys feel like this year the beer shower execution got a little bit better towards the end? It, people were still letting go of their cups and throwing it in the north end. They were just doing it so it didn't reach the pitch, which is still annoying because right. you're just getting hit by cups at that point. I'm okay with the beer. Don't throw your cup at me. Really? Yeah. I'm okay with the beer. Don't throw your cup at me. Yeah. Yeah, don't throw the cup. Well, because if like a lot of the time when they throw the cup with the beer, the beer's still oh, in there, so okay. it's heavier. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's so fair. it's like a heavy beer cup. I mean, we're still waiting for the 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 Expos Stella and Myra FCFC collab where they show us how to properly throw a beer in a beer shower. Yeah, we're, we we got to make like instructional videos because some of you guys are idiots. Was, you know what? That's some. <laughs> 
fantastic content. You know how much views I would get on YouTube? <laughs> LAFC North End beer shower instruction. Beer shower etiquette, baby. That's all. That's what we're talking about. So right? that'll be coming soon on the FCFC and it never I, rains YouTube channel. We better be doing it this should. right now, actually. Yeah, <laughs> if you know how to shoot video, let us know. We got a bench in a backyard. We can go get a 12-pack and get right, weird. That just sounds like a start to a porno. Anyways, hey, a bench um, in a backyard. <laughs> you watch too much porno. <laughs> Uh, yeah, where, where do we want to go with next? We <laughs> well, Tim, I, well, we got Tim for a second. I'm going to make Tim talk to us just for a little bit longer in this first segment before you got to get busy with some paperwork. No, nah, nah, Tim's doing staying some, the whole time. Bro. All right, we're we out here doing some paperwork. We're out here doing some things. Um, this is the season wrap episode. Uh, Slim and Josh and I are going to keep recording for the rest of... Uh, of you know a few more weeks here but we're gonna we're gonna save some of those some of those gems of episodes to release in 2020 so when this one was released this is for all intents and purposes the last one people will hear for the year forever so, it's pretty in ra- 2019 it's forever. pretty forever. sandlot no that was yeah, disney plus i'm just saying right, i know we'll, 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 disney plus are we gonna talk about disney plus right we now? will uh, we'll, we'll get there <laughs> okay for all those who came to this for the Disney Plus, we will be getting to Disney Plus in due time. But for me, it's pretty cool to have my older bro here. He doesn't come to LA a lot. He's been coming recently, which has been real nice. Come to that game next year. You're gonna come to another LAFC game, bro. Hey, I'd love to. Next year, you're gonna come to an LAFC away day, perhaps in Central America, if that's what it takes. Yes, sir. Hey, that'd be all right. Hey. Ooh, there it is. Costa Rica, baby. Where, where are we at with the with the draw right now? It happens in December, and what are the ninth? Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks like we're either going to Mexico or Costa Rica, bro. What no, there's Jamaica? also Jamaica or Honduras or El is Salvador. Jamaica in the? Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's, there's quite a, a few options. options. All right. Well, never mind. We'll see what happens. Slim, give us a ranking of uh, top five. Right. Like which one? Yeah, which yeah. ones are you from a ranking of like most likely to attend or least likely to attend? Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What? What? What are you most looking forward to? Out of, out Pro- out of the looking state? most forward to probably Costa Rica. Okay. Like Jamaica sounds fun. Right. But like. I just watched Top Boy and that shit looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and some cities in Mexico, I'm probably not gonna go to either, unless like I know we're rolling like, like four or five thousand deep. Even then, I'm kind of like, ah, I'll like I'll meet you guys at the border. <laughs> like I'll be four or five thousand deep. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's certain places I don't really want to go. Like it's scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Regardless, I will go because that's kind of one of the last first other than the cup we have left. Yeah. That first CONCACAF Champions game or... We've been to every first. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, me neither. Fuckers. Seriously. Oh, shit. Shout out to Jimmy who just talked about me missing Seattle again on uh, the Defenders podcast. Um, hey, they talked about your, your mustache too, Deuce. They said... Uh, if they were able, no, like they said, you you have the best mustache in the game. Well, now I feel like yeah. shit because you've mentioned two or three people and I wasn't mentioned at all. And they talked about Lee Wynn. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good enough anymore. Okay. Very good. He's That's a Miami citizen good. over here, dog. Yeah, he's probably still in the city somewhere. His plane takes Jeez. off maybe tomorrow. But we, as as, a, as Sam and I are still fairly naive to away days, is uh, how do you feel like if we, let's say play CONCACAF in Mexico, how do you think we will be received? And ha- what do you think we'll bring? I think it's... You, look, okay, here's... There, it'll be interesting to see the first international games only because um, when you travel as Americans, there's a reputation for 
shall we call it overzealous behavior and then if you multiply that by football fans you got overzealous american behavior uh-huh so i do think that there's a chance that like the wrong blend of that i mean even if you were rolling four deep could still be a target for dumb behavior and you know these countries roll differently but like as my brother who's sitting here next to me knows, if you're just wandering down a dark alleyway in some foreign country at night, you might get ethered and thrown down a hill. <laughs> True that. So just be careful. <laughs> that was like a real evil laugh that followed that statement. What the fuck? Have you ethered and thrown people down a hill? Oh, that, 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 that was been ethered, man. That was oh. strong experience. Wait, tell hear Jesus Christ. Do you want to tell them that story? Oh, this is real. This oh, is yeah, coming yeah. from fact. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell yeah, it was real is, from the way they said it. Yeah. I think this is 08. What was, what was no, so was, oh, 06 was Germany World Cup. Was not even so significant enough to remember the year. No, this was 04 because we went to... No, it was 05 because we went well, to... Well, as you'll find out, I was in a fog. <laughs> All right. So Story I, time. I, I, took a, I took a bus to Santander, Spain, just kind of making my way around, doing the backpacking thing, doing the solo travels. Uh, got in late from a bus that got delayed because it's Spain and the buses suck in Spain. Uh, got in... One in the morning, go to a bar, get a beer, trying to figure out a place to crash, didn't have a place to be. Uh, walking along the beach walk out towards like a place that I was just going to go find a sleep. Uh, Shit. And run across these three uh, young fellas who are huffing something out of a rag, walking down the street, and they asked me for a cigarette. Probably a pretty bad idea, considering they're huffing something that's flammable. I politely decline to give them anything and keep walking. And next thing I know, I've got one guy jumping around uh, the top of my backpack, starts to strangle me from behind. Another guy grabs my legs so I can't move, and the other guy comes up from behind and grabs my, my hands. And the ether rag goes over my face. I remember trying to, to throw him off me real quick, and I... It goes dark. I wake up cold and on the beach. I was up on the beach walk, and they had to drag me down probably like 30 stone stairs to get to the beach. I wake up on the beach, face down in the sand next to the ether rag with my passport sticking in the sand next to me. And They left you your passport. Well, that's cool, yeah. I mean, look, instantly it could be worse, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for I don't know where I am. I didn't remember where I bust to the night before. Uh, all my Spanish was gone. Like, I couldn't remember how to, like, speak Spanish. And oh, so shit. I get up and I try to figure out where I am and where, like, what day it is. Uh, I can't talk to anybody on the street because I'm, my Spanish is just failing me. and like, re- remembering slowly where I'm at. And, uh, yeah, luckily this guy... Who, spe- who spoke English ran into me on the street and he took me to the police and he took a state. They helped me take a statement and he uh, took me to his mom's house, which was like a forty-five minute drive away. And they fed me rabbit and fresh squeezed milk. It was like this whole other experience. Fresh uh, squeezed milk from the yeah. rabbits, maybe. From the maybe, rabbits. maybe it was even rabbit milk. You know, I don't even know. I'm not even clear on all these details. Um, yeah, and my folks wired me some. Western Union money, and I hopped on a. I was wait. I was waiting for the part that like, 
gets you back to America. So, well, <laughs> no, I, 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 had to get, I had to get to see uh, World Cup games. <laughs> no, no, no. So, okay, so now I remember. I remember exactly what it was. Because it couldn't have been World Cup. It was, it had to have been 2005 when we had gone to, to Ireland. Or was that 2004? These Dwyer brothers, they Dude, don't even remember. 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 Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, I, no, I flew to Berlin, and we went and saw Mexico play Portugal. It was fucking wild. Okay, well, okay. I don't remember the exact details, but I do remember being at home when we get the call that, like, Tim had been ethered and thrown down a hill, and I was like, oh, man, like, we got to be careful out there, right? So, actually, I got, I got the benefit. I got the benefit of, like, learning from, as the older brothers will often teach younger siblings, learning from the mistakes. So like the lesson here and how this randomly got brought up is that like, you know, don't get ethered by not walking in places maybe you shouldn't by yourself with people who might be looking yeah, devilish. Did you have people. the cigarette? Like oh, could no. Okay. Some people think the world is malevolent and some is, think it's benevolent. Like it's all gonna look out and everything's gonna be fine and you're gonna make it. I don't care how you look at the world, just don't walk down certain paths on certain times and don't press certain buttons when you're not in your home country. All right. So or in your own city, to be honest. Well, no. You, you, know, you say that, I, ha- I, have to, uh, I have to offer a story just because I made decisions probably even worse than the ones you did and ended up in a very different place. So it's just to say that when you travel internationally, it's a crapshoot and you're playing Russian roulette with yourself. You lost, <laughs> for sure. And that... I'm glad you made it out of that because, geez, I mean, I'm, that's you, terrifying. To, right, to, I'm just like going through like the moments of waking up, right? Like you realize, all right, so I'm regaining consciousness. What does that mean? I lost consciousness at some point, and un- yeah. involuntarily so. You're looking around, you're face down in sand, so right, you're like pulling it off, you're pulling yourself out of it. Immediately, if they rob you in a foreign country, you're thinking, how the hell do I get home? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest and first question that's coming to my mind. But it's answered because your passport is in the sand next to you. They could have just, like, taken your shit and left and just completely screwed you. And it doesn't absolve them of anything. They're still complete assholes for what they did. But just for the mindset of you know criminals everywhere, like how many of them? from a ratio standpoint, take the passport out and throw it in the sand on their way up the stone stairs. Just moments like that take something from being a tragic story to being one of those things that's like, wow, the farther away you get from that moment, I bet the better that story gets in terms of telling it just because of the reactions it gets and what a crazy situation you were in. Oh yeah. When I was in Brazil in 2016, my third day in Rio de Janeiro, my third week after being fired from Sports Illustrated and basically like acknowledging and accepting the fact that I was in this country for no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, no, I, I came here to do work. I did nothing for six weeks. I drank a shasa and I explored and <laughs> danced with beautiful women and watched football. Hey. Dope, right? But it, taking a break from that, I took a $1,300 camera, put it around my neck, and walked up into the favelas behind the apartment complex I was staying in. And about 30 feet into my adventure, homeboy comes straight off building the next level of his goddamn house. Just like, what are you doing? This is how Americans like get taken. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
That's all he asked They tell me. you not to even use your cell phone in the back of a cab. Right. So <laughs> I had a $1,300 camera around my neck just walking around like, oh, this is cool. And he's just like, you're literally never going to see the light of day again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I go with you for the nominal fee of 85 right? Mm-hmm. Which is about you know, 20 bucks. So I'm like, sure. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Uh-huh. This is the labyrinth. Take me somewhere. He takes me up to the summit, and I take this photo, which is still the the wallpaper of my of my computer at home today. Is it Hosinia? Where were you? Um, I was basically so to my left, I had Botafogo, the bay, and then to my right, I had Copacabana, and it was everything in between. Santa Marta, maybe. Yes, yes. Um, not only, but partly. Like, that was within my view. Um, so we're coming down, and we're going down these steps, stone steps, ironically enough. And we turn a corner, and there is, like, just a set of guys, a couple of AK-47s, a couch, two pit bulls, and a duffel bag of money. So I, is that a porno you've seen? Right. No, you that's from them? the last Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> a combination of that and City of God, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. He's like, do do bang, do do boom. Homie's just like, ah, oh, do do boom, do do boom. El Salmi Americano, right? And I've been here long enough to me- know that that means he's my American. <laughs> 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 or I'm sorry, Bolsa Salmi Americano, and I'm like, yes, yes, El Sal. We'll say Americano. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. And it goes from, wow, that's a nice camera, to, oh, do you want to take a photo with the dogs and the bag of money? <laughs> Holy shit. Right. It's literally just about, like, the people you come across and the intentions behind them. But you are completely at the whim of these factors when you travel. And it's just... Holy shit, man. You got ethered and left on a fucking beach. Like, <laughs> I can't. And Ryan came across the AKs and got a photo out of it. Yeah. He was like, hmm, black no, man, I, you I, are. I, I do agree. I, I, thought, I think these. Think about it. We hadn't planned these stories beforehand like we very rarely don't on this podcast. But, like, look, you know, just be aware of what you're doing. But, yeah, it is a crapshoot. Yeah, some walk, walk around with at least two other people with you at all times. Just, no, just like, or if you come across a situation that's not great, be friendly. Don't be, don't be like closed off. And anytime, in general, I, I guess here's a good rule, right? Be friendly, be open. Don't go into situations that like, you know, you, you're gonna put yourself in a position where you get in trouble. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's about being respectful. You're you're True. you're in someone else's home. Oh, we acting home. like he was he, he did something wrong though. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did several things wrong, but you did much less wrong than I did. <laughs> I mean, that begs the question. I think for the second segment, away days, the best <laughs> days, because <laughs> I heard some very different stories on it. Yeah, um, uh, let's let's get into away days on the next uh, segment. Unless there's another segment you want to get into right now. That's please. it, boys. Let's do it. Break time. <laughs> Back here with FCFC Pod, here with some special special guests, and we're talking about away days, 
the best days? Question mark. And uh, looking forward to um, season three of LAFC and the away days that we have to come. But can we just talk about our favorite away days from this year? Slim and Dweez. I know that Ryan, we're, we're working through some things and we're trying to get him out to uh, multiple locations next year. And also for 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 Dewey's XL, we want to get him some 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 international more international good things. But uh, Slim, what's your favorite away day this year? Um, I don't know. I was actually pretty miserable for both of the away days. New York, I was just drunk and hungover the whole time. Uh -huh. It was rainy, and New York's a shit city. And what is this? LA's the what best place this? in the world. Um, and then there was, but like, on the first night, Sue slaps my phone out of my hand, so I'm phoneless the whole New York trip. Um, blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise, because I was just fully focused on, you know, what I was there for, which was turning up for, for the club. How'd you get, how'd you get into the stadium? What was your ticket situation like? I think I signed into... I don't know how I did that. Securita, shout out. Yeah, Securitas. I don't remember. Good question. I'm sure Sue handled it. Thanks, Sue. Um, and then San Jose. Like, both of the trips were terrible and great at the same time. Where uh, I drank too much because I got, like, before we got on the bus because I got too excited. So, right, like... 10 minutes before the bus took off, I'm throwing up in the trash can next to our bus. <laughs> uh, so I, I try to sleep the whole way up, but of course, you know, people like creeps are on the bus, just turning up the whole time. Um, I mean, for, for a visual, for Sam, Sam had his, um, I'm, a, I'm in work mode headphones on the entire time, and we're just like, don't bother me. And then John, creeps, and everybody were just like kind of messing with him and be like, you gotta drink more, you gotta drink more. There was a, uh, a lot of music playing throughout throughout the night. Yeah. Um, probably yeah. until we got there. Probably till Pre sunrise. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so they turned up, and, you know, I didn't even drink. I probably drank one beer after I got there because <laughs> I was just feeling miserable. Uh, but once we started marching to the stadium and, you know, doing what we did, waiting till the fourth minute to, to make some noise and all that, I mean, all all the misery goes out the window, and like you said, probably one of your favorite uh, match memories yeah. was us making that statement in San Jose. So, yes, sir. yeah, I mean, those are actually the two only two that I went to this year, and they were both miserable and amazing at the same time. Well, I've only got one, and it wasn't miserable whatsoever because the city is not only top class. Like, I'm talking top, top, top class. Like, really, without rival in the Western Hemisphere, especially within the States. But also, there's no weather out here, for real. So, getting back to New York and getting rained on without apology, I was good with that, you know? That's a little, <laughs> that's a little bit of welcome home. That's like... That's like pigeon shit on your windshield, right? That's that's like a go fuck yourself from someone that bumps you in the train station. That's Man, just you're from New York. What do you know about having a windshield? What you mean? Did you have a car out there? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, okay. 2006 Toyota Corolla. I took Damn. them streets down. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but, but where do you live, Ryan? Oh, Dweezy loves this. 
I live in Southern Hollywood on the Hancock Park border, so I gotta stop repping New York so hard. Hollywood is the point Ryan. he likes to make, right? As right? my favorite New York rapper of all time, not named Nazir Jones, once said, "It ain't where you're from; it's where you at." Fair enough. But as Nazir Jones himself said, it's all about that New York state of mind. That's right. There it is. When we bring it into the football context. Pretty sure that it was Nazir that I bumped out of that airplane. Fun fact. But walking through Times Square with the Lucky Boys, like just kind of a mob status, just looking, going bar to bar, looking for places to be, walking into bars that were too small to accommodate the crowd we were with, and just kind of like, it was looking for a home, but it was also just like a march through one of the most iconic parts of the city, you know, being torn as I am, being a son of the city, but also somebody who is very much involved with the documentation of the rise of this team. It was a great balance for me, similar to the way that it was when NYCFC came out to the bank in 2018, and I was able to go up to the section where the away supporters go and talk to the people who, you know, I've been doing the same thing with since 2014. But being able to go back to Yankee Stadium, you know, to engage with the PR team that was my first, you know, professional outfit in MLS. These are the people who I worked with. Not even really needing to credential myself for the match, just kind of show up and them all be like, oh, dope, (laughs) welcome back. But then also doing so with the LA supporters, taking over the Yankee bars around the stadium with the LA supporters, you know, popping the black smoke in view of Yankee Stadium with the LA supporters. And then the way the match went itself, you know, I kind of love the fact that NYCFC and LAFC have never won or lost to each other. Mm. For a long time this season, I had a dream that that would work itself out in the MLS Cup final. Uh The teams that played in it eliminated the two teams in question themselves. Mm -hmm. No, it is what it is, but... The two of them were close to the top of the league pretty much in 2019, and I think that the game we watched was very indicative of. Dio came this close to making it a win for LAFC, but NYCFC holding court in its corky-ass home stadium, also top class. Actually, you know what? That part's not even true. I just love the Yankees. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was really, really symbolic, I think, of not only where the two teams were, uh, individually this season but also the expansion era in general because when you look at it you're looking at you know obviously there are exceptions with minnesota's the beginning of minnesota and the beginning of fc cincinnati and we'll see what nashville and miami are able to do in their first years but you're seeing expansion teams kind of ball out pretty quickly in this stage of expansion so i felt that no, you have it when New York plays Atlanta, you have it when Atlanta plays LAFC, and you have it when NYCFC play LAFC. Those are like the most indicative examples of most indicative examples of this phenomenon. And so I enjoy all of those matchups for that. But the fact that this one included the city that I'm from, and as Dwee so often likes to say, the city where I'm at currently, you know, there's just that much more emotionally for me and for the game to be as even as it was and have, you know, the L.A. supporters, the New York supporters, the L.A. PR staff, the NY PR staff. It's just kind of a, a culmination of everything that has been my professional career to this point manifests itself when L.A. and New York match up. Yeah. So being able to do that, you know, again, 
more even as as deeply ingrained with the LAFC supporters as I was in my hometown. Definitely, you know, that's going to be a tough away day to beat. It's probably going to take, you know, pretty big party city or maybe an international jaunt to to overshadow it. Feel me? Yeah, Nashville and Miami, man. Away days can be the best Atlanta, days, man. Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. I still got to head to Atlanta, man. Uh, yeah, lemon pepper wings at the strip club. LA, LAFC owes Atlanta and Atlanta too. We know how that went yeah, last time. Yeah, I was there. It was it was sad, uh, but we we still turned up afterwards and still made it rain at a bar where there were no strippers. Um, Sounds salty about that. I mean, we're talking about the whole year going forward, and I now just remembered that we recorded a podcast in New York, and even with Ryan, we're talking about New York away. That was the the podcast that he was on as a first guest, and um, it was wild. I think even as a, a Yankee fan myself, Yankee Tavern is is really like reputable as like a Yankee Yankee bar through and through. Like you see the bartender, he, he's been there for probably three generations already, right? And um, it reminded me because when I first came to LA, I was like, wow, they play a lot of YG on the radio here. This is wild. Like, you don't really get this on East Coast radio <laughs> that much. But Slim and um, I think I think Ben at the time slipped uh, the bartender like a 20 or so, and then they just took over the aux cord. And oh, no, no, no. We there was a, there was a, D- there was the a DJ yeah, 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 yeah. I put in about $20 into the jukebox. And it was just playing <laughs> West Coast hip hop in Yankee Tavern a block yeah. away from the stadium on 161st. And it was ridiculous. Yo, son. It was ridiculous. We out here, son. It was, it was. I can say this with without a doubt in my mind. Like that was the most West Coast music that block has heard, probably cumulatively, like combined throughout. Since all, Biggie died. Yeah, like, that's that's what it is. And Straight up. That was crazy, and I remember all the times when um when the old Yankee Stadium was there, when you'd have to march across the tunnel across the highway, and then we'd all go, yeah, let's go Yankees, let's go Yankees. And so yeah, I know Ryan's giving me some shout out for that. Like that's what we remember. Hey. And seeing the Trash. seeing Stop the smell, oh, come on, we don't, we don't disrespect the Dodgers like that. I mean, Brian does, but I don't. But I, I wore my Dodgers LAFC thing to the barbecue. You. What I you got mean? You. I, got you. I, got you. I tried to come in peace. This man's just trying to fight me. Yeah, I'm a hater. <laughs> but seeing the smoke pop off, and then marching to the stadium, and then hearing hearing the kind of songs that are coming up, similar to the way that the West Coast has never been bumped like that on that corner, is like having that kind of march to the stadium with. All the songs and the smoke, I think, is uh, and Yankee Stadium to be the, the 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 home for that to witness that was was pretty incredible. And we we're all there, and we were all not in a good place. We we're in, in deep Brooklyn, and we we recorded a podcast very late at night. And Kevin was on that podcast doing <laughs> his best Kevin, New York Kevin accent. Kevin was not happy that he was not invited to uh, the barbecue because he was a guest <laughs> what? on the Yeah, he should have been invited. I know. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin, Kevin on that. I, I'm going to get your number so these two don't forget you again. <laughs> You're my boy. My favorite part, it's like the small details that are the best. Like while we were smoking, uh, popping off the smokes outside of the tavern in front of the chase, there was that that fool on on the bike, on the bike with the on ski the mask. Bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like the other part of us. Yeah, yeah but he looked like one of us. But uh, he had ridden past him when he was like, "Yeah, he just asked us where we got the smoke." <laughs> he wanted yeah, to know what it was. I remember. Yeah, New Yorkers are industrious, so if they see something that impresses them, you know, yeah, yeah, you ask them yeah. questions, try to figure it out, see what's going on. True, true. That was impressive. Um, after a, after a, a year, that first year where I was lucky enough to, you know. I got to basically follow and write about D9U for the away day in Sacramento. Mm. I got to follow and write about uh, <coughs> the expos for the away day in um, 
in Salt Lake. Lucky's were up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I got to write about the Cuervos for the last year's San Jose trip. And then um, Portland was Black Army. So I got to, you know, hang out with some of the, the key people before and after and during all that. And, so, you know, people who had been building this for a long time. That was, like, so special to go on all those away days. I went to five, I guess, uh, not including the one 12 miles south. But this year I only went to one, too. I was only at New York um, I didn't get a chance to go up to Portland like Josh did. And Slim, you went to San Jose this year, Josh as well. But uh, New York, for me, of course, having it been St. Patrick's Day. Mm. And shout out to uh, Chelsea Lou of the Luckies, who got me the green Los Angeles Football Club hat, which I'll cherish forever. I still need one. If there's any un own copies out there looking for a place where they can be loved just let me know i will take it in oh you got that as a gift yeah i got that as a gift and and you know i tried to offer offer something for it and they wouldn't have it so it was it was just all out of love which was really cool because if you know me and you know some of our past guests benny blanco and pierce maher you'll know that the irish side of us is a big deal my bro is sitting next to me right now. We've we've mobbed as a family and friend group uh, his brewery in Salt Lake a couple of times. Fisher Beer two years in a row. Pretty big numbers flying up there from LA and uh, and taking over. So we take St. Patty's seriously. We have for probably about 15 years. So to have LAFC play at Yankee Stadium, the stadium where my mother grew up, you know, or my my mother's originally from New York, and you know that side of the family is sort of like memories of there and being able to go there with the friends and then obviously you guys are recording that all on St. Paddy's Day you kidding me that's like that's a one timer I don't think we'll get a St. Paddy's Day game quite like that again mm-hmm. and uh, being able to be there with you know Pierce and Ben and a f- another friend a good friend of ours Pat Henning um, it was pretty cool for, for the Irish the Irish in me and the football loving in me um, almost yeah probably probably one of my top St. Patty's memories ever, in addition to one of my top football memories Dope. ever. So, quick shout out to Erica Davies for making it through on the St. Patty's Day jaunt. Still the only LAFC game she's been to in their history. Who's Erica Davies for the people who don't know? For everybody who does not know, except her listening to this, she is an old J school comrade of mine. We came up, got our masters together shout before to I J did. School. You know, shout out to J school. <laughs> don't man. worry, we're gonna get depressed about journalism here sh- in a second. Sh- shout out to the shout out to the fools that. You know, the fools that made me, right? There's a reason that all of these cats answer my ambitious emails, like basically granting me these work favors to get the work that I need to be able to do the freelance work that I do. And, you know, that was born in J school and undergrad, and Erica was by my side drinking a whole lot of rum, complaining about professors and just suffering under the weight of way too much work for two years, for 18 months, so... We walked that stage together, and when that was one of the coolest things about being back in New York, being able to bring her out to, bring her out to the stadium. She lives a couple stops on the four train above it in the Kingsbridge section of the Bronx, so it was an easy trip for her. But getting her a ticket and getting her into the building, which is tough because she's a Mets fan. So, yeah, you're talking about that. So she's she. This is not a building that she that is that is very near and dear to her heart, despite being a lifetime Bronxster. Yeah. But uh. You know, she made the exception for the day, and it's 
she's been to a few NYCFC games, but that's one of the best ones she's been to for the competitiveness and the atmosphere that the LAFC fans brought. So we're drumming with our hands, man. Always drumming with our hands. New York certified and approved, you know. Multiple oh, yeah. sources. What was your away day this year, Josh? Um, just for the sake of different opinion, Portland. Going to Portland and um, giving them first L. Hating it. That new stadium. What was and, the score? Three uh, two. I think it was. Beautiful score, Jesus. And for us to um, start with one section and then slowly populate over to two. And just take it over in the way that we did. I think um, that's the cool thing about that we hear about from the Pacific Northwest is that we haven't had that unless we're playing Seattle, unless we're playing Portland. And so for the, for us to bring that as uh, a West Coast away day, I think that means a lot to us. And, um, yeah, it's just city of Portland is always a fun city. I got, a, I got tattooed on the same weekend, and it was a big deal for me. And I think it's, <coughs> it's important to, to figure it out because I'm, I'm interested in seeing what uh, – if St. Paddy's is, is home next year, what are we doing for St. Paddy's here in L.A.? I think that it's not on a weekend, though. I think it's on. Because wasn't that game on a Sunday? So it's probably going to be on a Monday Was it a year. Saturday? Was it Sunday? Was that Saturday? I think it might have been, been a Sunday. Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Because well, there work. were a lot of home It was national. It was not. Well, yes. Also that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just going to run down the list right now. So you guys can tell me what you'd be most excited to do. But... For the away days, yeah, CONCACAF Champions Tuesday. League, there's the options that LAFC could play. Two clubs in Costa Rica, two clubs in Honduras, a club in Jamaica, a club in Guatemala, a club in El Salvador, and a club in Mexico. All right, so for me, I'll just go first. I'll jump in. Costa Rica, Jamaica, Mexico. Yeah, right. I think that's around, around the board, right? I don't know. I kind of want to go to Mexico. Yeah, no, that's what it's Costa Rica, Jamaica, and Mexico are like the ones we want to go to. Yeah, but what's your order? That's my order. This is Ryan Wallerson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it is it a game in Mexico City? I've never been to Mexico City. No, it's in Leon. If they get if they draw Leon. If it was the Azteca, I would totally make that my number one. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the field to sucks, but that, that stadium I mean, is important. If they yeah. can advance, there's a, you know a likelihood that they could play. Mexican team in the next round. Um, I want them to how, play a Mexican team deep enough in the competition that they would do it. Uh, Estadio Azteca. How's How's Leon? I believe that Ray during the barbecue told me, or someone maybe I was Ray told me that Leon Stadium's not great. It's not like a great venue to to travel to. The question is, what Mexican venues are great to travel to? Because even the most famous ones, I hear issues with i mean you know no disrespect but it is what it is i don't even think it detracts from it though like yeah. you, have to, you have to play the game on the field that's there you're worth i know i've heard that aztec is like phenomenal monterey's stadium is like i think one of the most beautiful stadiums in well stadium wise absolutely i'm just talking about like field of play wise because i've heard issues with us with us Tech's field and we're terms talking of about I, I don't, i'm just talking about traveling oh travel i mean if you're just talking about traveling and the beauty and the grandeur of the stadium i mean traveling to mexico city would be amazing and yeah no you, you definitely have a lot more options if you're just talking about like the grandeur of the venue but if you're talking about the game you know we obviously you watch like the Galaxy Minnesota United playoff game comes to mind where like Allianz Arena is a beautiful stadium but obviously they had issues as the LAFC playing on the pitch but yep. and in terms of the 
game quality. But just in terms of the the travel logistics for the fans, I mean, same same order. But if they were to play a Mexican team deeper in the competition, that the opportunity to travel to Mexico City would jump Mexico up to number one. I'll, I'll make that amendment. I'm Jamaican number one. I would love to go to Jamaica. I think that'd be a good way to. I've never been. Good call. It's beautiful. Never been, and just a country that I've enjoyed a great many musical act from, and is in the part of the Caribbean I've never visited. Although I'll be going, I'll be taking a trip to the Caribbean this uh, this winter. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but, what, uh, what islands? Call them out. Calling them out. Corn Islands in uh, Nicaragua. There it is. Bye-bye. So, I'm going to be checking that out. But, um, yeah, that's for me. Jamaica, number one. Caribbean is, you can't argue with it. So, there's no flaw in that logic, for sure. I don't think I've ever been to a Caribbean country, city. So, I don't don't know what it's like. I just, that's why I think Mexico keeps on rising for me. Just because I know that how important it would be to a lot of our supporters. Yeah. Um, but if it is Costa Rica or Jamaica, I'm so everyone doesn't. I'm no one happy. wants to go to Guatemala, El Salvador, or Honduras. Is what you're telling me? Salvador. Well, I made a podium. Yeah. If we if we're doing like a whole, I could order the entire thing. I mean, I don't think LAFC loses going anywhere because the one of the greatest one of the greatest aspirations of this team is to be an international brand yeah. and an international club and to so serve first international tournament. So so the reality is that. Literally every time they leave American soil, it's, they're winning, right? right? right because right. they're in, they're showing and endearing themselves to some population somewhere. Yeah. The idea being that even even one kid wearing an L.A. hat or kicking an L.A. ball in the aftermath of their presence is a positive thing for the club. So from that standpoint, they can't lose. I think we're just answering in terms of like where we would like to travel if we were following sure. them. Sure, sure, sure. Tim Dwyer, which one are you most likely to go to? Come with us, bro. I'd say Mexico, and I'd put it out there for uh, Guatemala would be cool. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Costa Rica is probably my top three. The Pura Vida. The Pura Vida, man. Pura it's one of the Vida. best football countries in the world. It is. Slept on, but yeah, absolutely. If you know, you know. And you know that we're going to be back with segment three, Tea with Dweez, here in just a moment, y'all. Tea time. Stay tuned. We are back in the backyard under an awning because Wait, the fear I, is... Can I do it? I'd love to do it. Whoa, <laughs> what are you doing, Ryan? You can't come into your tea time with Dweez. Uh, okay, one, okay, two, okay. You three. Know what? We will let him. One, oh, yeah? two, three. And we're back with the FCFC podcast. Under the helicopters which have not been flying over us and around the dogs which have not been barking. But under the awning with the lights because it's the holidays. We're about to do Dweez's tea time. I had to. I'm going to turn it over now. Thank y'all for employing me. <laughs> Ryan's eyes and face were glowing in such a way that, you know, I don't even 
think we should continue the rest of the podcast. We should just call it, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been another episode. You so have made dreams come true, but <laughs> let's continue. We're having our last tea time with Dweez of the 2019 season. On To honor that, I'd just like to hold up the proof that my scheme has actually worked. People are now giving me tea. Uh, shout out to Clark Dang. of TSG, yes, who sir. gave me what up, Clark? A old show cake, uh, which is a type of poor tea. Uh, it's a big O from White to Tea, which is one of the manufacturers that I've also drank a decent amount of. It's a 2008. It's got a little age to it. And Josh, we you tried a little bit just off the pod just now, and what what was your feeling, Clark? Uh, this is, I'm not even sorry. This is, it's, it's not a good tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me try another cup of this. Yeah, yeah, try, try that out. Try that me out. Taking a sip. I, I, this is my second help, maybe third helping it. It's a little darker than the, the yeah, usual tea. The color is, color it's is a little reddish. Right now. I don't know. Uh, what's going on here, dude? I feel like we're, we're drinking beetroot right here. Tim Dwyer, what do you think of this tea? I'm into it, man. Damn, Tim. I'm, in, I'm into my tannic bitterness, man. I'm a beer guy. I'm all about it. Kind of has a dirt flavor to it. That's right. You sure are a beer guy. That makes sense. Right? Doesn't it kind of taste like soil? So yes. A lot of these. It's earthy. A lot of these things we're talking, boys. This is kind of pretty indicative of older show cake. So this cake is doing its job. I don't want to blame Clark for your uh, feelings. Cake sounds like the name of a strip club. <laughs> show I mean, cake. <laughs> I think we found Slim's calling. <laughs> <laughs> Showcake show does sound like an ship club, and maybe it is one in Yunnan province where this tea comes from. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is flying off the rails for the last episode. What else do you guys expect, man? This is the FCFC pod, guys. We were born in a backyard with a bunch of tea between our teeth, all right? And we got Ryan Wallerson, Tim Dwyer still in the backyard, still hanging. We were just—we've had so many off-pod good conversations tonight that it's been tough for us to decide what we're actually going to record. Um, we've but, been talking about Popeye's chicken sandwiches for the last twenty minutes, and I cannot wait till I try my first one. I'm sorry, Ryan. This is look, man. We is, can we we can agree. Is it an affront to the black community if I if I get one tonight after after I leave this place? No, you're still invited to the cookout if you get <laughs> one. You. Just don't assault anybody on your fucking adventure in. Doing so, yeah. can we can we at least agree on that? Of course, of course. In yeah, fact, everyone in, knows Josh is not a bother. In fact, I want you to thank and shake the hand of the person who sells it to you, who at least leave the fucking establishment with better vibes than you found it in. You leave that polite shit to Chick Fil A. No, no, no. <laughs> There's been too much bad goddamn karma descended upon Popeyes joined out this entire campaign. We've shown our collective ass. We are stabbing <laughs> each other. We are fighting each other. We are not being good people of Los yeah. Angeles or anywhere else. And we're I doing like this for sandwiches. Is in not middle America, good. anyways, man. Nah, man, that shit is everywhere. I've seen fights in Atlanta. I've seen fights in Baltimore. I've seen fights in California. I'm, California. We're talking coast, the coastal elite, and I'm. I'm air ampersanding so hard, I might break all four I'm fingers. I'm not gonna lie, I tried it today, and ampersanding I must say, here, Ryan <laughs> I'm with you, Born Slippy. I am Team Popeyes. Ooh. Look, Wendy's has the best and original, the incumbent spicy chicken sandwich. You know, sandwich. I'll put Carl's Jr. spicy chicken sandwich over Wendy's. Carl's Jr.? Actually, no, because Wendy's spicy chicken is actually like the more expensive one, right? And, but it comes with bacon. All right, well, mine's like off the dollar menu. Oh, stop. We it. keep it we're not, we're not, here. No, we're not doing that. The All first right. time a spicy again, chicken again. sandwich was made was 
Oh, actually, you're from New York, New Jersey. You didn't grow up with Carl Jr. No, no, no we did not. You're trash. Shut you're a fucking yeah, trash fucking person. <laughs> I've tried your Carl's Jr. Right, I've we tried your fucking Hardee's. We are familiar with your Carl's Jr. You it does not surprise me. The fact that you around here when Carl's Jr. had the green burritos attached. The fact that you think that Panda Express is actually American Chinese food is actually disrespectful. Right. You want, we get takeout. Yeah. Fuck you guys no, and your no, no, general no, no. sauce chicken. No, you you want to talk? You want to talk about cultural culinary experience? Y'all don't even have bodegas out here. Yeah, come on. And you want to talk about trash people? No, intellectuals get their food, their newspapers, and their coffees at the same time. Y'all can't hey, do that not here. In a, we don't live in a fucking ant farm where we're stacked on top of each other. Where you what gotta does... fucking have a liquor store attached to a fucking restaurant. We separate them things because hey, we're classy. Have you, you ever had a beer and a, right now, Have you ever had a beer and a burger? Let me get a chopped cheese. Fuck out of here. Chopped cheese is You haven't tried a chopped cheese yet. Yeah. I haven't. You fucking... Wait a minute. Because you're fucking so you're... and teach me shit in New York. So you're defending the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, but not the original New York City chopped cheese. Yeah, Chick-fil-A over chopped cheese all day. Let's see. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. Ask the we rest of this, okay, the okay. United States of America outside of your little ass city. The ones that have had both. Or little ass... Um, or the no, ones no, that no, have no, never no, had no. the pleasure and honor of... <laughs> Being in a New York City bodega, yeah. I was in a New York City bodega. Nobody told me to get a chopped cheese. Maybe the host because that... I was too hungover. Yeah, <laughs> so both of y'all are trash because both y'all weren't there for me at all, <laughs> and it was a terrible experience. All right, which 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 great New Yorker is gonna good people of New York are gonna buy Slim a fucking beef patty with cheese and pepperoni? That's I mean, obviously, we just need so, to take. All right, time out. Is that literally just a fucking long cheeseburger? No, 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 the Jamaican beef patty Talk is us, basically this wonderful golden flaky layer of oh, crust, okay. right? Incredible. Within it, you're talking generous portions of whatever meat or <laughs> vegetarian option you're it looking might be for. Horse. Are you guys fucking talking about a fancy Hot Pocket right now? Yes. If you want to... <laughs> it's like calling an empanada a Hot Pocket. It is. It's, it, you, all right, all right. That was right, disrespectful. You know, it, it, no, it, it is, but thank you. Thank but you. That's so really succinct. It, yes, right, so, no, it is so really what it is. So it's a Jamaican empanada. See, there it is. All right. You know, you throw some spicy beef in that. You throw some chicken in that. Some jerk that's, chicken is that, in that. Is that some a, vegetarian. Ryan, is that a chopped cheese? No, 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 no. no not oh, at all. Okay, what the hell is a chopped I cheese? I think a chopped cheese is what I was saying. I think it's an elongated hamburger, bro. Yeah, but what do they say it is? What do you guys say? Spice. It's better than a cheese stick. Let me just tell you that. It's yeah, but that's a fact. But look, yeah, but look, I'm, look, I'm, I'm look, not, look, no, no, look, just look, what is it? What? See, this is this is how you know it's yeah, trash. No, no, I got this you. Is, I got you. This is like when it's... you ask your homie how the girl is. She has a great personality. Nah, nah. <laughs> Fuck out of here, B. Nah, this, yo, this, son, dead ass. That's trash, B. This ain't even a, this ain't even a comp right now. Come on, stop that shit. Nah, the cheeks is y'all ridiculous. Y'all right now. Right now. I'm articulating to you right now. What is a chopped cheese? Look, all right. You throw some meat down on the grill. It cooks. Whatever meat. What is the meat shaped like? It's, it's chopped up meat. Like what it's are you chopped talking up about? Beef. It's chopped, chopped up beef. And then you throw the layer. cheese on okay. it. And then you chop this shit up on the motherfucking grill, and you make it nice and fine so, so that the cheese. So it's a New York cheesesteak. No, no, okay. It's it's you know everyone fucking loves Look, a smash right, burger you, nowadays. You cannot it's compare anything from fucking Philadelphia to New York and say that I they're I can equal. because 
more people in the U.S. know what a cheesesteak is than a chopped cheese. <laughs> That's because there's one of, like, three things Philadelphia is known for. I'm sorry that the city's so multifaceted that, like, our culinary prowess is bump below hey, our don't ridiculous use your big ass multi-syllable journalistic words on me mother asshole they work just saying it's half scholar bro <laughs> like you guys literally have a jamaican empanada and a new york philly cheesesteak and that's, that's what you guys are right that's a bad like thing. that's a Christ. gift to the planet a jamaican yeah, yeah. empanada filled right, with spicy i have beef. one word to stump all your fucking arguments also right now. pizza 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 tacos pizza bagels Look, New York's ta- New York's pizza is better than LA's tacos, and that's a fact. Oh, fuck out of here, let's bro. Do, let's do it. All right, you so hey, officially, um, season pass podcast is no longer part of It Never Rains LA. Um, it's been nice talking to you, Ryan. Good day. You're gonna have to get the pizza. <laughs> I'm not saying that LA's tacos aren't dope, but man, See, all right. Man, point. so on a drunk on a drunk evening on a drunk evening, you did have a slice. I, I a did. Slice I had multiple you. slices on a drunk evening after you leave the club, and yep. you need to replenish before you go lay it this down. Was, this was the wrong question <laughs> to ask, man. The answer is the New York slice. Bro. Really, it's Joe's Pizza. You and your girl are gonna. You have out it. here now? Would you choose? No, uh, I just saw the uh, fear of taco, the taco gods in Josh's eyes. Yeah, like, I think you're torn right now. If I'm in LA, I'm ordering tacos. Because there's if no pizza York, out here that's comparable. There's another thing and you guys, vice versa. There's another thing you guys big up when you guys are talking about junk foods and whatnot. You guys talk about halal guys. Halal guys or tacos? Halal guys are not the same anymore. Yeah, stop using I them. agree with that. All right, so halal them. guys, y'all are gentrified. You're trash, just yeah, like yeah. you're saying. Halal guys, just like the MTA, don't do the whole city. All right, the yeah. Bronx is still holding out strong. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Bronx. Bronx. <laughs> I'm just kidding, New York. Y'all got a lot of people. Listen to us. Don't hate me. Hey, New York. Thanks for rap music. Facts. Ooh. I'll Laugh. just, I'll just, I just gotta, right. I gotta, I gotta put that down. Laughing at historic and shit. Cedric and Cedar, I see it, I see it. Laughing at base heads, trying to sell some broken amps. Hey. But if I'm gonna be a dickhead about it, let's be a dickhead. And we're about talking it. about food. Fact of the matter: R.I.P. John Gold, who got hired to go work at Gourmet Magazine after winning a, the only Pulitzer Prize ever in food criticism at the LA Weekly. Before he would come back, work at the Los Angeles Times, and you guys would all be indebted for his hard work. Once said that the reason that the New York City food scene will always be secondary to the Los Angeles one in terms of authentic food is that the problem with the ant farm, as Slim Slow succinctly put it earlier, is any ant could be on any part of the farm at any given time. So restaurants, by very nature, have to cater to many tastes because anyone could walk through the door at any instant. The nice thing about having everything separated here <clears throat> is that actually certain areas will have more authentic versions of those dishes because those same people live in those neighborhoods want the authentic version and not the gentrified version. Fuck your city. I mean, shut up. But this so is basically me. what you're yeah. saying is that the traditional, the traditional meals and the traditional styles are better kept and more you know, authentically adhered to out here. But when you're yes. talking about High quality dining and all the restaurants or in New York, just, of course. Yeah, or New even York. just, you know, hybrid fusion or yeah. futuristic styles of, you know, that culinary action that we Ooh, all about. Let me folks. eat this celery flavored foam. Fuck Y'all got here. ramen burgers out here. <laughs> yeah, ramen yeah. burgers. That If and that isn't culinary no fusion, no I haven't. Right. Hard, or hard alcohol kombucha or uh, high alcohol content kombucha. Come on. 
come on, man. LA does lots of weird shit. So when New York wants to get on and be a little, be a little funky with their, be a little funky with their styles and what you know the things that they offer. You know, meat based beef, basically all beef based ramen. Is this turning into New York versus LA right now? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, let's let's get out of this rabbit hole. <laughs> See, what you did is you let me sit next to Slim, and he's got his all black LA hat on, but he's wearing his his outfit is very New York right now. I gotta tell all of you, he's At wearing at least big bear, hey, right, right. black jeans to with me, a puff jacket. I mean, I, I could put the man on 145th and Broadway right now, and nobody would bat an eye. Let's be honest. Like, I, I come from hip hop, and to me. Like, Biggie has the biggest part of my heart in hip-hop because he made fat sexy. I'm fat and sexy, baby. I'm really not. That was all fake in the front. <laughs> Love me. That was the quickest. You didn't even let it sit. No. Yeah, right? You didn't even let, you it, didn't it, even let it live. You were actually sitting back the in Clark's your... Clark's fucking tea is fucking me up, bro. <laughs> Clark, what did you put it's in this tea, funky ass fucking soil tea. <laughs> God damn. Hey, loyal to the soil. You know what? My mom was born in New York. Tim, my mom was born in New York. Dad was born here in Los Angeles, California, so I got respect for both places. But I do think that each needs to recognize each other's advantages. I feel that. Also, king of the goddamn transitions, loyal to the soil, and starts talking about he's from both. You all heard that. Dweezy the man out here. I've recorded 80 podcasts this year. You're right. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. That's nuts. Um, He didn't even hear it. He didn't even know he did it until I said it, but the man is talented. Well, let's, uh, let's get into... We just had our year end uh, FCFC cookout. Yep. In the backyard. Um, talk about it, guys. What, what was that like? I think Josh was just saying when the pod was off before we got into the great chicken debates that, uh, you know. Yeah, we the, went from chicken debate to LA versus New York real quick. That was kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah. If, we, if we dial it all the way back. West side. <laughs> it was it was right under the surface to be had. Let's see if we got it out. If we dial it all the way back and we we're digress, just, and we're just talking about uh, you know how Josh's church friends sometimes call it uh, L.A. football cult, and just sort of they like always call it L.A. football cult. The <laughs> the, uh, the community that sprung out of this. My older brother who's here. He and I actually talked this morning at length about that. He's got kind of a community vibe going on with his operation. You know. Those beer companies be trying to get Tim to distribute his beer nationwide, and he's like, nah, man, we're keeping our operation small. We're keeping our operation local, keeping oh, yeah, people. It's a very Dwyer way to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love it. And so he, you know, he gets it, too, and, and he felt the community vibe when he was here. Having the barbecue was sort of like an in-person reminder of that, right? Because we had so many, like, rock stars at the house, like so many people who I admire for so many reasons. And even to people who, you know, weren't able to make it because they had various commitments, like, we still ended up getting, like, what was it, probably 30, 35 people over here mm-hmm. on a Saturday where there was no LAFC game. There was no game of any kind. Mm-hmm. And there was no, like, act- we weren't even doing anything too great for the community. We were just sitting in the backyard eating Slim's Delicious uh, grilling. I-, I put some chicken together. We had lots of people bringing over delicious food. Shout out to Arthur with the mac and cheese, yeah. late mac and cheese. Great Shout facts. out to Gil and Christian for bringing some carne asada. And we just had like, and so that, that was pretty cool because like Josh said, it's like you don't make this many friends after college is over, right? Like at one time, it's pretty wild. Well, I said to that, su- but if you want to just keep giving Josh. I'm just giving Josh just all the credit. <laughs> Um, Let me have a couple, bro. <laughs> win. So yeah, for me, so for me, I, you know, and I wasn't ready to give a speech. Uh, Josh put me on, on, on blast and made me give a speech. Slim speech was way better. Um, <laughs> I, I almost didn't even have time to fully appreciate the moment until, like, late into the night when Ray and I were 
he was playing all these like '90s uh, Argentine like Incha songs, and we were just talking about which songs are the, are the best to play while you're painting your flag. Because I painted my first flag, uh, and I was just like, "This shit is just so cool, man!" Like, th- like you know, and I feel really lucky, without getting too corny about it, for having so many people come to my house. I don't even have to leave my house to have this experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everyone's just coming on over here. And uh, so for me, it was a great a great culminating event. We recorded a little something late in that night with the 10 surviving people of the barbecue uh, that will that will probably come out whenever either in a jail. Like yeah, whenever the hell we want um, during this, you know, holiday break. But uh, what was it like for you guys? Oh, well, for me, especially since I wasn't one of those 10 final survivors, <laughs> compliments of my ridiculous, forgetful roommate, but a story for another day. The afternoon, getting here around 1.30 and watching everybody roll in. Like, when I got here, there were no more than five people in the backyard, mm. right? And it's just like, oh, man. Yeah, I was a little worried. I was like, where is it? And, 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 and that's the funny thing. I never, that thought never crossed my mind. And that's kind of the thing about it. It's like you knew, you knew the community was going to show out for this because all season walking around Christmas Tree Lane and walking around Bank with the mayor of LAFC supporter fandom, a.k.a. A. Dweezy. Whoa, 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 I'm not the mayor. All right, fine. A strong mayoral candidate. <laughs> the man, You're running against Sean? <laughs> look, I don't know if he'll win, but he'll get votes because, True. you know, he... he He's out there. He's visible. And more than just that visibility, he there's... a giant mustache. It's just the mustache. But see, the the mustache doesn't play on the podcast. The voice at this point, I think, is even more influential mm-hmm. than the mustache because people have you on the, you know, the season pass side that I'm familiar with and the X's and O's and people like the insight. But people love FCFC. Like Any they, podcast, they weeks. really, really, Multi- really... I think this is mostly because of Slim and Josh. I, I just set these guys up. You know, I just set these guys up and they tee it. Let's be honest. All of the hashtags and one-liners that come out of this podcast came out of that weird-ass brain of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Good people of Los Angeles, FSA, FSA, and Tea Time are the hashtags of FCFC. And so for me, as you know, I was on episode four, and I knew from then that y'all had you know this great formula that was only going to flourish throughout the season and LAFC having the season that it did kept it in the forefront of people's minds and so you had all of these people willing and wanting to talk about this awesome thing that they were in the midst of from all different angles and sides and perspectives and so even if you've never listened to an episode of FCFC to go back and do so from 1 to 40 is will give you an even better feel for the 2019 season than doing so for season pass because you know the highs and lows of the players and the explanations of you know why this winning streak happened or why this winless streak happened or why they didn't win MLS Cup that's all one thing and it's very important in terms of documentation but how the fuck did you fill the 3252 on command that's a better question like that that's a more interesting answer and that's what FCFC is and the barbecue was a manifestation of that because, you know, as we said, there was no game. The team's eliminated. It's the off season. Everybody could scatter, go their separate ways, say, I'll see you in February, January, February, whatever the case. Instead, you know, you come together to celebrate, you know, what? Not the on-field product. 
obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, as great as the season was in this moment, what is there to celebrate from a failed postseason venture? Mm. What you're celebrating, the thing that brought the people to the backyard over the weekend was the community. You know, that same thing that caused or that led to the 32-52, like, out cheering the Western Conference Championship trophy presentation, like that, that thing that makes LAFC so special in lieu of its on-field, you know, whatever else it has to do on-field. The community, super strong. And FCFC did a really good job encapsulating the heart of that. And some of the, you know, there are guys that weren't able to come to the barbecue. I was hoping that Roscoe was going to come through the doors, you know, energy on 100, right? Bringing some people that you never met before. <laughs> a couple fragmented sentences about why they're the most important people to talk to right now. Y'all, you, you on, though. <laughs> but, you know, even so, you know, I saw him on social media saying he was bummed he couldn't be there, but that he understands exactly what it is that went down. Like, it's just... You know, it's like it's even like I post, just all love and much respect. Thank you, man. It's been pretty crazy, Josh. Uh, me and you and Ben G kicking the ball around at whatever in the million in the morning it felt like. Yeah, that we were was just fun. going through through Pusha's discography. Yeah, <laughs> playing everything and mad I missed the late night edition. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was wild, man. I think it was. Um, yeah, regardless of how amazing the what we're doing here it is like I think Sam and I were still um, kind of nervous that people would show up or not you know and um, I was happy that everyone was having a great time and uh, shout out to Dweez and Sachi for hosting this and making this possible yes. like mm-hmm. the biggest like on I mean this is nothing but on pod shout out to to them for opening their house and even on uh, a barbecue like that like it meant a lot that Sachi was strategically coming with like chicken when we needed it and when we like fruit when we needed it and it really only happens because these guys opened their house and I think that means increasingly more now that I get older it's just like someone opening their home to you means so much a shout out to Sachi and Dweez and all the rotating cast roommates we've got to meet and um, yeah it's it's been it's been a journey man but figuring out all the the ins and outs and at the same time to have 40 people show up and to just enjoy hanging out and drinking together again without a game was was special was really really special uh it was cool man um i didn't really get to mingle as much just because like there was meat that needed to be cooked chefing it up man but you know it can't help to feel anything but appreciation Just because everyone that came into that backyard has, like, a a significance to not only our community, if if not our community, then a community in Los Angeles that's doing something, whether it's for the game or, you know, Bob Carlson on the radio or, like, just dope people to to speak with. Um, And a lot of the time we're, we're shoulder to shoulder with all these people and, we see them every week, but you you see the North End side of them, the, the LAFC side of them, and we forget that there's more to the story, to everybody. So to be able to, to you know, have a platform where we can go beyond probably the reason why we all met or became friends or have love for one another, it's it's dope because those, those are connections that go past the game, that go past 
you know, whatever happens at the Bank of California, like, it becomes more part of your life and that culture that, that we're part of, you know, the only reason we're doing this is because we fell in love with it first. And when you fall in love with something and you love something a lot and you think it's great, then you want to share it with other people. So I think, you know, just just the year we've had, coming here every week, therapeutical, whatever it was, it's just been dope to, to kind of, you know, see all these people and, and share with you guys the human side of all of this. Yeah, Josh brought up, like, letting people come over to the house, which is, I think, the easy part, given where we live and all the things, and we have this huge backyard and, you know, all that. But for people to share with us, like, their interior lives and, like, their humanity and people being willing to talk about, you know, their their story, whether it's a first football memory or why they got involved with this or their, you know, their their work at the Rose Bowl or their involvement from Vietnam or their listening to the podcast because their son was instrumental in building the club mm-hmm. um, or a guy like Timmy Maher up, guy like Timmy Maher coming over a guy like Casey who's not even really into the MLS coming over talking about soccer culture football culture in LA it's like everyone shared something so I felt like we still we still received more than we gave of course maybe that's like uh, you know whatever all the people who listen and who come up and tell us that they like the pod like that's great but Every and that's why, like, when people say they love it and they start talking to me about their story, like, I want to have all these people over. Mm. Like, as as like funny as that sounds, like, plenty of people came on just because of that, right? Yeah. Shout out to Ruben of Bonestorm. I'd never met him. We started talking. I'm just like, dude, do you want to come over? I think he was over at the house three days later. <laughs> it's like, you know. And so if if you know if you got a story and you want to tell it, and or if you want to be involved in this, like, helping to better articulate the story of culture in Los Angeles and football culture in Los Angeles which I think is important I think there's a void for despite all the good work in the sports journalism world that does exist uh, you want to be part of death row come come people you want to be, be part of something big what does he say I was going to try to flip it and be a dickhead at the last moment what does he say I don't even remember bro. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about though, I right? do but we're I... talking about Suge Knight alright and I'm talking about when Suge uh, if night. you don't want someone dancing all over your music video, <laughs> yeah. come over to Death Row. All right, all right, all right, all right. The line is, if you don't want your producer all up on the stage, dancing, <laughs> come to Death Row. Yeah. Fuck Suge Knight. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny to quote Suge Knight on a night like tonight when we're just being uh, a... Yo, Shug, yo, yo, Shug, Shug, Shug. Can you hear me, Shug? Fuck you. Hey. If there was ever a moment to, to know how unscripted this podcast is, it should be the moment to talk about your night. Uh, and on that note, this has been another episode of the FCFC pod. We hope you enjoyed it. It's been an amazing season, an amazing year, and uh, we look forward to the next one. You're you. Hillary wore it better. <laughs>